This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode. And I'm going to introduce our speaker today. So our special speaker is Danny McElroy, and he's going to talk to you about tech disruption in the real estate industry. Let me tell you a little bit about him. So this is Danny's 20th year in real estate sales. He's now sold over 2,500 homes in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. For the first eight years of his real estate career, he was on new home site sales um, for large home builders. And during those eight years, he personally sold over 500 homes. In 2011, he began as an individual agent and achieved Rookie of the Year for the North Texas, New Mexico, Memphis region of Keller Williams. In 2012, he began building his team using the millionaire real estate systems models. In 2013, only three years of the resale side of his business, he became the number one producing group in all categories and the first team in their sub-market to gross over $1 million in gross commission revenue. In 2014, he joined Gary Keller's Top 100 Agent Mastermind Group, where he learned all kinds of stuff. So in 2020, he purchased a commercial office building and opened his own brokerage called McElroy Team Realty. Um, And he also works with real estate investing company where they buy and hold rental real estate flip residential property. So as you can see, he has a wealth of knowledge that he is going to share with you guys today. So without further ado, Danny, I'm going to pass it over to you. Thank you for having me, guys. So the... um... Uh, how, how many of you? How many of you guys are seeing disruption in your markets where you have competition from companies like um, Redfin Offers and Open Door and OfferPad and um, there's a there's a new one out there. Um, well, they went out of business. That's Knockin. There's Orchard. How many of you guys have competition like that that your clients are mentioning to you frequently? Just a couple people are raising their hands. Okay, so so it so if that's not an issue for you guys, then I'm not going to bore you with with uh, with how we overcome that. But here in the Dallas Fort Worth marketplace, we have a very very brisk real estate economy. Um, we had 1.4 million people added to the Met- Dallas Fort Worth metroplex between 2010 and 2020, and between 2020 and 2030, it's anticipated that we have another 1.8 to 2 million added, which will make us the third largest metropolitan area in the nation ahead of Chicago, which is receding in um, in, in population. So b- because of that, a lot of the text disruption is pointed at markets like ours where the markets are really good. So what, what I love, what I train all my new agents on whenever I bring them onto a team is, uh, is the prerequisites of success in real estate sales. And the reason I talk about this is because it's 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 often overlooked. When when people think about selling real estate, Excuse me. When people think about selling real estate, they often focus on the skill-based tactics, the 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 data, you know, how to do the job more more specifically, rather than the mindset behind uh, being successful. So, anytime I I interview a new agent for my team, even though we are an independent brokerage, I only run a team. I don't do uh, I don't do large-scale brokers like you guys. We sell real estate. That's our primary primary way of making money. We're, we're, we're not a brokerage platform, we're a team platform. And so what I talk to people about is if when you're selling real estate and working with one of our client leads, most people focus on how to do it and what to do. But the reality is 
It, being successful in real estate is an inward game. It starts with your mindset first. If, if any of you have read old school sales training books by uh, Zig Ziglar, you'll see a concept in there called be, do, have. It's one of the most powerful concepts for somebody in a sales field because it makes you focus on the inside person. What's going on in your mind? What is your self-talk? What are your beliefs? What are your daily affirmations that's going on in your mind that create the results you get? See, most people think about sales, real estate sales specifically as, what do I want to have? I want to have 50 sales a year. I want to have 30 sales a year. That Instead of thinking about who do I have to be to do what I have to do to get that result? So, so focusing on the B side is so much more powerful. So when I, when I train agents and whenever I teach new salespeople, the first thing I want to talk about are what I call the four C's of real estate. And they're the prerequisites for being successful in real estate sales. The first one is contribution. And I, I made them all into C's for, uh, to make it catchy, but you can make it anything. Contribution means that you have an abundance mindset and you have a heart full of love for, your, for the marketplace and the consumers. Whenever, whenever I see salespeople that are great getting into the business and they have a high level of need and a high level of, um, of uh, desperation, so to speak, they're focused on their own selfish goals. They're not focused on the customer and the client. And when somebody's focused on themselves, that emits an energy and the customers perceive it, whether they can verbalize it or not. So having a mindset of contribution, meaning I'm going to do what's best for this client, find out what's important to them. And it's all about accomplishing their goals. When that mindset is adopted first, before you think anything else, it, that equates to an energy that the consumer feels and it attracts them to you. That's prerequisite number one, contribution. Number two is confidence. And confidence means more than, than, um, than what, what it might sound like, but remember I had to make them all into C's. The better way to describe confidence is faith. Faith is a belief and an internal expectation that the results are going to come. You believe in yourself. You believe things are going to go well when you do the right things and you take the right actions. Then the results are going to come. It's just a matter of time. I can't tell you how many real estate agents I've trained over the years who I've talked the scripts and dialogues to, got them on the phones, talking to leads into their database, and the results didn't come. And I couldn't figure it out when I was earlier in the business. And I didn't quite understand, you know, okay, they're doing the right activities. We've taught them the skills. Why isn't this working? And what I found was in their minds, they didn't expect the person on the other line to work with them, to set an appointment, to do business with them. They were just going through the motions and they didn't have faith in their heart that they could actually deliver a customer experience and actually do the job and actually that that person should hire them. So without the the faith and the and the the confidence and the expectation when you pick up the phone to talk to somebody, hey, this is going to work. They're going to use me. We're going to sell their house. We're going to help them accomplish their goals. None of the other stuff works. So that's number two. Number one was confidence. Number two was contribution. And number three is commitment. And this is the third C that's part of the B side of the equation. Remember, that's an internal game. That's how your mind works. That's your self-talk. That's your internal dialogues, your belief structure. That's the prerequisites to, to being successful. And number three is commitment. And the, the, the best way to describe commitment is the word diligence. Diligence means the right application of knowledge. And commitment means I'm going to show up every day consistently and work on being the best I can be. And that's an internal mindset. Most of us just go through the motions naturally. And human nature is to default 
to our common behavior patterns. But when you say in the beginning of the day, I'm going to focus on being the best I can be and improve every day, that creates a pattern of diligence in your life. And those three things I found when a salesperson has them become unstoppable. The next thing that happens after that is they quickly have more business than they can handle. <laughs> I've seen it happen over and over again. And those are the common denominators I've seen. So if you want to become very, very, very successful in real estate, focus on those three things first. And the last four is the part that is the, is the do portion of be, do, have. And, and of course, do means the stuff I do every day. And number four is, is choose the best environment. So number one was confidence. Number two was contribution. Number three was commitment. And number four is choose the best environment. The fourth item that's a prerequisite to being highly successful in real estate is that you can't do it alone. Now I say you can't, some people do, but rarely do you see people being highly successful in real estate that aren't surrounded by the right peer group, the right mentors and the right systems and processes. When you choose an environment that supports you, you give yourself the fourth C of the prerequisites for success. And of course, all of you've done that at Kansas Realty, great organization. I researched you guys before I got on the call. You guys look pretty awesome. So, um, I know you guys work, you work with, you know, obviously you focus on really resale residential. What are some of your best scripts that you use on the phone? And do you have really great tech scripts? Do you find people respond better to that? So years ago, when I started in real estate, it was 2011 and I mastered scripts and dialogues at a a brand new in my business when 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 I was a brand new real estate agent. I haven't focused on scripts and dialogues in several years because my business has transformed to basically a referral and repeat business. I no longer have to generate business the same way I used to. When when I was brand new in the business, so to answer your question directly, when I say brand new, my first year, I hired a business coach. The broker I was with had a a coaching program and I paid $1,000 a month. And the first thing that my coach discovered about me was that I had inconsistent starting off points in my conversations with clients. We call that a script. The, the, the misconception that I, that I had about scripts, I was like, oh, I'm not reading a script. I'm a good salesperson. I'm intelligent. I can have a conversation with people. And I had a misconception in my mind about what it meant. So I, I totally missed the portion of the, of the word scripts and dialogues. So I didn't real. I thought I'm supposed to read these lines and the customer answers and I read the lines and I thought that was the most ridiculous thing ever. Well, it was because I wasn't paying attention to the dialogue side of it. So once he'd explained to me that scripts are just the starting point to engage the customer in a conversation or the lead or the prospect or whoever it is, the that's the starting off point that we start from to ensure a successful conversation. The dialogue is what follows. The objection handlers, the conversation, the rapport building, all of those things. So what he what he had me do was he assigned me five of his other coaching clients, and every uh, every morning I had a different one that I'd pair up with. And the day before, we would text each other the script we were going to work on. And the, and and 15 minutes before it started, we had to write physically handwrite out the script five times on a notepad and then text a picture of that to our coach. And then he, then he would record the calls when we did our script practice together. And um, it was transformationally powerfully for me because 
it forced me to become very, very good. I mastered them internally to where now scripts are just a natural part of the way I conduct myself with clients. In the early stages, scripts and dialogues are extremely important because they teach you what to say before you have it mastered internally. Um, once you get going, then it's it, it, it's second nature. Your scripts and your dialogues are just your conversations and who you are. Now I can pick up the phone, call any lead source, and I don't have to have a script in front of me, but that's after many, many, many hours of script practice and and uh, and physically writing out the scripts. The scripts we used to use back then were originated from a company called Mike Ferry. They were adapted to KW. They had a course called Bold that was really good and powerful, but they're basically Mike Ferry scripts. All right. Well, now we have some questions. You ready? I'm so ready. The first question is, can you expound on environment? Sure. So um, I, I am a I'm a faith based guy. I, I have a biblical worldview and I'm not pushing that on anybody else. But the scripture that 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 I read that taught me a lesson on this, it says, walk with the wise and you become wise yourself. But the companion of fools is sure to be destroyed. That's in Proverbs. That's a proverb written by King Solomon, who was the wealthiest king in the in the ancient world in the Jewish days. And he has an incredible wisdom in the book of Proverbs. Well, that particular scripture was very profound for me because I'm a, I'm a charger. I'm a hard driving kind of guy. I like to, to set and accomplish goals and do things myself. And I, I realized early on that, that nobody succeeds alone. And if I don't choose an environment that supports my goals in many ways, more than just the, the a peer group, more than just a social scene, but a, an environment that that is aligned towards where I'm going, I'll end up getting distracted and drift. So choosing your environment, especially in your first decade of real estate, is so important because you want to be in an environment where everybody is thinking and talking and doing the things you need to be thinking, talking, and doing, and it aligns you with them. So that scripture, walk with the wise and you become wise yourself, is so true. You've all heard sayings before, like, you know, your income is going to be the average of the, your five closest friends. You've heard stuff like that in sales training dialogues and such. But the reality is, it's just who you're around you become like them. So if you're around other people that are focused on the same things you're focused on, and you're around a system and a process that creates success without you having to create it, it amplifies your success. Perfect. Right, the next, the next question is, how do you pick yourself back up when you lose confidence? Well, great question. So the, the best way to do that is to have daily affirmations. And some people call them confessions. Some people call them, um, you know, there's a lot of ways you can describe it. But what you say is very, very powerful. So the the, the scripture that, that, I, that I reference is also, again, from Proverbs. It says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. So when we speak out of our mouths, we hear it and goes into our subconscious mind and gets down in our spirit or your heart or your soul, whatever you want to call it. But so when you speak, you hear, and that's the input receptors, what we see and what we hear. So I would say two things. I'd say, make sure you speak positive confessions and affirmations about yourself and your life every day, every morning. After you've done this for many, many years, they become ingrained and it's not so important. But after you do that for a long period of time, you know, for example, I'm a great salesperson. I bring value to everybody I talk to. I work hard. I show up at the office at 8 a.m. every day, no exceptions. These are all affirmations. And when you say them every day, over time, they get into your heart and they show up in your life. And then the confidence is just there. So that's part one. Part two would be, I'd say, guard your heart. So number one is speak positive affirmations about your life and about what you expect in your life every single day. 
preferably before the morning gets you going, before your Facebook feed, before your emails, before your task list from your CRM. Speak that life into your own life and it's powerful. Number two is guard what gets into your mind and your heart because your mind and your heart are, are, are so crucial to how you perceive yourself and what you believe about yourself. So when you, when you allow negativity and circumstances and things like the news and entertainment and social media to be the first things in, then it saturates your mind and it causes a, it causes a lack of confidence. But when you eliminate that stuff and you put in positive things, it grows your confidence. So that particular scripture is guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. That's also in Proverbs. And now a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Kanzel Realty. One of the other things we give you is revenue share, where you get five levels of money in your downline every time you attract an agent to the company. And guess what? The first three levels open up right away. So let's pretend like you're not a great recruiter, but you bring on a couple people who are heavy hitters. Guess what? You don't have to hire five or 10 agents to open up those tiers. You automatically get those. So that's what makes us very different. This is Kanzel. Awesome. And this one goes a little bit along with it is about the confidence. How do you tap into that confidence, especially as a new agent and things aren't going as well as you're used to them going? Oh, great question. So that's that's very similar to what happened to me when I first got started in real estate. I got started in real estate in 2011, which happened to be the bottom of the market, the very bottom. Um, that was that was right after they had done the stimulus, uh, the housing stimulus in 2010, and there were still not enough loans in the market, and the, there was too much inventory. It was brutal. So the I started out expecting to sell 100 houses a year my first year. And that was not realistic because I'd come from new construction sales where I was a top producer and I was very successful. And I expected that success to translate immediately over to the resale side of things. And it didn't. And the reason it didn't was because I had to train my database and the lead sources I was talking to that they could trust me, that I was valid, and that I had a good value proposition that I could deliver to them to get them what they want. And I didn't, I couldn't articulate it to you back then. I couldn't tell it to you like I can now because 10 years later of resale, I now understand after training a lot of agents, it, it, it's clear to me what the issue was. I expected just because I was successful in my last career that I was going to be successful in my new career. And I would, but I needed to give it more time. And I had to have the right tactics and the right skills to bridge that gap. And the way to do that is to use the value proposition of the environment you've chosen. So what I learned from the people I was around, my mentors at Keller Williams that were really powerful, was I learned that I could leverage the success of my brokerage as my own stats since I joined the brokerage and I could communicate that as a value proposition. So it didn't have to all be on me. So here's how that sounds. I call a, a call up a, a someone who, who knows me, but is I'm, I'm not known as a real estate agent. And I tell them that I'm new in the real estate business and they go, awesome. And I go, so here's some great news for you guys. I just want to let you know, I'm with the top producing brokerage in our submarket. And our submarket has an average days on market of 62 days. But our brokerage is only averaging 37 days. And I'm being mentored by the best of the best that show me how to get those same results. So do you know anybody who's thinking of buying or selling real estate? 
So when you position it that way, you're leveraging the mentors you have in your life as your value proposition. That's very powerful when you're getting started. Don't try to do it yourself. Don't try to be the value proposition yourself because although you will deliver the service and you will deliver the experience, they need to know the source of the success so that they trust you. See, a lot of people mistake a client not choosing them for some nefarious reason. Oh, I went with this broker. I went with this friend, blah, blah, blah. It's almost always comes down to trust. So if you focused on, if you focus on in your value proposition discussions, building trust through value delivery, it's very, very fast success. So let me give you an example how this worked. My first five months in real estate was January through May of 2011. During that time, I sold 11 houses. And I was very disappointed because my expectation was 100 houses. And I'm thinking to myself, holy smokes, I got a wife, two babies at home, a mortgage, two car payments. What am I doing? This is crazy. I shifted the way I approached things. And instead of me trying to figure it all out on myself, I started using these, these types of scripts, using the brokerage as a value proposition. And from June through December, I sold 37 houses and ended the year at 48. That's where it gets even more fun. The following year, I sold 168. And the following year, I sold 232. So it's very, very, very powerful when you deliver a trust-based value proposition to the marketplace. Perfect. Um, another good question. Talk to us about the team building concept you developed, especially surrounding yourself with the right people. Team building, you mean like my team that, that worked with me? Yes. So, so I'm a, I'm a systems and processes and models guy. I, I am, there's a book you can buy by Gary Keller called The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. You don't have to be affiliated with Keller Williams to use it, but it's, it, was a, it was based on research of the 50 top producing small brokerages teams in 2002, 2003. And he extrapolated that into a business model called The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. And it's very, very powerful. It's, uh, uh, and I just studied it. I studied it really hard and I used those systems and processes. I didn't try to copy or create my own. I just implemented the one that the blueprint they were teaching. So it shortcutted the process. Kind of like if I opened a, a McDonald's franchise versus Danny's Burgers. Well, McDonald's is going to get instant success because the systems and the processes are organized and designed. Well, the same thing applied with the millionaire real estate agent business models because I didn't have to figure all that out. I could just implement them. It went really fast and really, really quickly. I started with my first assistant. Then I hired my second assistant. Then I hired a buyer's agent. Uh, then I hired two more buyer's agents. Then I hired a listing agent. Then I hired an operations manager. Um, and then the operations manager hired two more administrators and two more virtual assistants. And at that point, we were selling about 300 houses a year approximately. And uh, I had a little bit of chaos. And uh, that was by 2014. <laughs> so I started in the business 2011. And by 2014, I'd built that big of a team. So I did it a little faster than I would recommend. I would go slower if I could start over and do it over again. Perfect. Someone wants you to repeat the name of the Zig Ziglar book. Okay, so I don't know what book that is. That might be Reach the Top. Hold on. Yeah, that's Over the Top. Over the Top is the Zig Ziglar book. So the uh, one of the most powerful real estate courses I ever took, I took it, I think, 10 times. Um, and that's not because I'm dense and unintelligent. It's because the... Uh, 
repetition is a key to mastery. So oftentimes we learn something, but don't apply it because we didn't repeat it enough to get it into our deep down into our psyche. So I took this course called bold that Keller Williams used to offer before they watered it down. It used to be amazing. It was, it was taught, it was created by a lady named Diana Kokoska and she's no longer with them, but the, the, she basically took the principles from Tony Robbins, Mike Ferry and Zig Ziglar those were her three primary foundations for training. And she merged them into her own course called Bold that Keller Williams owns the rights to. And uh, it, it, that was the primary concept from Zig Ziglar's, all of his teachings. It's be, do, have. It's, it starts internally, then it becomes what you do, and then, then what you have. Perfect. So all right. And this looks his, his great book. Over the top. Yes. All right, and this looks like it might be the last question. A new agent in Florida wants to know, how do you source your leads? We use a CRM and we simplified that. Um, one of the things I found on lead sourcing was, was if you have too many sources, they get hard to keep up with. So we, we switched them into, hang on, I'll log into my CRM and tell you exactly what our lead sources are. One second. So you wanna know how we categorize them? Is that what you mean? Yeah, or where you're getting them from. I know you said you're mainly referral-based, but... Oh, my personal leads, where my business comes from. Okay, mm -hmm. my business comes from two places primarily. So my top two lead sources are, number one is, is referral and repeat past clients uh, that refer me clients or repeat with me. So that's, that's over 50% of our business. And you'll find that if you do a good job staying in com communication with your database from the time you get started to about year five or seven, that will happen for you naturally as well. In the early stages, you need to just try everything. You need to do open houses, door knocking, uh, Zillow leads, I mean, everything, you know, do expires, Fizbo's, just work, 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 because you're having to compensate for the fact that you don't yet have a, a database that produces consistent referrals for you. But, but after five or seven years, it almost becomes like autopilot. Uh, when you do a really good job for your customers, they just, the phone just rings from them. The other half of my business comes from builders. I do a lot of contingency management for home builders. Was right, that what you wanted to know? Was that your, what you were asking? Deborah, does that answer it? Awesome. All right. Well, that looks like all the questions that we have. So everyone give Danny a round of applause. Thank you so much for coming on today. My pleasure. We Thanks for having me, guys. You bet. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another power-packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.